0: Now, our Bible reading this morning, uh, the beginning of 2024, is from the book of Revelation, right at the end of the Bible now, Uh, Revelation chapter 2 and verses 1 through to 7, and Dawn is going to come and read that for us.
1: The Message to the Church in Ephesus Write this letter to the angel of the church in Ephesus. This is the message from the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand, the one who walks among the seven gold lampstands. I know all the things you do. I have seen your hard work and your patient endurance. I know you don't tolerate evil people. You have examined the claims of those who say they are apostles but are not. You have discovered they are liars. You have patiently suffered for me without quitting. But I have this complaint against you. You don't love me or each other as you did at first. Look how far you've fallen. Turn back to me and do the works you did at first. If you don't repent, I will come and remove your lampstand from its place among the churches. But this is in your favour. You hate the evil deeds of the Nicolaitans, just as I do. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. To everyone who's victorious, I will give fruit from the tree of life in the paradise of God. Thanks be to God.
0: Now, as I'm sure we've realized, this is the first Sunday of 2024. Can you believe it? And it's the first of a new year, and it's good for us to perhaps reflect on the year that has gone, and to think about the year that is to come. Now, of course, this time of year is a time when people tend to think about their goals, their dreams, and what they want to do uh, in the coming year. And people tend to make resolutions, don't they? That can be doing new things, it can be losing weight, it can be improving their fitness, it can be going on holiday. Indeed, yesterday, the 6th of January, was known as Sunshine Saturday. Did you know that? Because it's the day when people tend to book their holidays eh, abroad. And maybe that was you yesterday. Maybe you just were scrolling on the internet and you thought, I just fancy somewhere sunny and somewhere warm because it's cold at the moment. And so that's what you did Now, there's nothing wrong, is there, with making resolutions, with doing new things and trying to make improvements in our life. But it's also good, isn't it, for us to think about our spiritual life and about how our relationship with God is. And maybe at the beginning of a new year, that's a great time to think well, how is my relationship with God? Is it where it should be? Or has it slipped? a wee bit. Now it's been our pattern over most of the last few years on the first Sunday of the new year to at least think a little bit about our faith individually and corporately and to remind ourselves of what is most important in our faith. Now each Sunday before the service on the rolling powerpoint you see this slide now, I know because some of you come in and these things end up becoming wallpaper, don't they? But this is our vision statement and our aim as a church. It is knowing Jesus and making Jesus known. Now, that is at the very center of what we're trying to do as a church here in West co You see, when we come to faith in Jesus for our salvation. That isn't the end of the story, is it? Sometimes we think that that is the case, that, you know, you kind of meander along in life, come to faith in Jesus, the end. That's not the end of the story. Most of you here today will recognize that's not the end of the story. In many ways, when you come to faith in Jesus, that's only the beginning of the story. Because we then start on a journey of of a deepening of our relationship with Jesus as we spend time in the Word of God, as we spend time in prayer, as we spend time with God's people. And so, we're called to to know Jesus better. And as we know Jesus better, as we know Jesus, then we're then called to make Jesus known not to keep the news about Jesus to ourselves, but to share that news with others, fulfilling the Great Commission. We, of course, have just passed through Christmas. And one of the notable things about the nativity story is that people share what's been happening. Do you notice that in the Christmas story? It's wonderful. They don't think, because sometimes when we think, oh, you know, sharing my faith is really hard, it's a really difficult thing to do, sometimes it can be. But look at the Christmas story, for example, because in a very natural way, the people in the Christmas story share what has been happening. Think of the shepherds, for example. Remember the shepherds out in their field? The angel appears to them, tells them that someone special has been born in Bethlehem. The shepherds go up to Bethlehem, and they see it's exactly as the angel said. They see the baby placed in a manger, wrapped in swaddling bands. Now, once they've seen Jesus, they just think, oh, that was good. Let's go home. Is that what they do? No. What does it say? They leave that place and they share the good news with all those in Bethlehem. So excited are they that they have seen the Lord Jesus. And one of the things that you you cannot read the, the Nativity narrative without noticing. It's the excitement, the wonder at that story. You've got the shepherds running about telling everyone what's happening. You've got the angels appearing, giving glory to God. You've got people like Simeon and Anna in the temple, been waiting years and years for someone to, to come, a Messiah to come, and when he finally comes, they're excited. And they tell people about it. Because the news about Jesus is exciting, isn't it? Isn't it? It is. You see, sometimes we can be so half-hearted in our faith. And we can come and we can sing and we're a bit downcast. Wonderful words we've been singing this morning. Rejoice. The Lord is King. Now, I've totally gone off tangent. I have no idea where we're going now. But we are called to know Jesus and to make Jesus known and to make that great message of salvation known. Now, in this first Sunday of the year, I want us really to think about the first part of our vision statement, to think about knowing Jesus you see, as the worship song, All I Once Held Dear, says, it says this, Knowing you, Jesus, knowing you, there is no greater thing. But I want to ask you this morning, do we believe this to be true? Do we believe that there is no greater thing than knowing Jesus? Or have we kind of forgotten that? Or have we kind of lost our way? Now, in our reading this morning, we read from Revelation chapter 2, and it's a letter from Jesus to the church in Ephesus. Now, we did a a series not too long ago about the letters to the churches in the book of Revelation. And today, I just want to revisit this letter very briefly uh, and to revisit this letter to the Ephesians, which is probably the best known. Now, the letter begins with Jesus commending the church in Ephesus for their hard work, for their perseverance, for their intolerance of wickedness. These are all good, good things. However, as a main part of this short letter to the Ephesians, Jesus also rebukes the church for what? For forsaking their first love, for forsaking their first love. And He urges them to repent and to return to their initial love for God. You see, the church in Ephesus is, was known for its strong leadership, for its sound doctrine, for its active ministry. However, in the midst of all these good things, they've lost sight of their love for God. They were doing all the right things, but their heart, where was their heart? Their heart really wasn't in it. And Jesus reminds them that it's their relationship with Him that is the most important thing. And this passage is a reminder to us that we can do all the right things, but if our hearts are not in it, then it's meaningless. And we must always keep our love for God at the forefront of our minds. We must never forget that our relationship with Him is the most important thing. And as we begin this new year, the question for us all is, is this the case? Is our relationship with Jesus the most important thing? Do we love Jesus because He has so loved us? You see, the reality is that life is often so busy, isn't it? People have busy, busy life. So there's so much going on in family life. And then work is busy. And even in retirement, people tell me that they, they don't even know how they had any time to work at all before. Busy, 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 so busy that at the end of the day, all people want to do is collapse in front of their television, watch something on iPlayer or Netflix. And we can be so busy as Christians even doing some great things, that we forget to cultivate our relationship with Jesus, that we fail to love Him. And instead, we we go through the motions of of having faith. We come to church, but our heart's not really… We're just coming because we want to come. Our heart's not in it. Now, I'm sure that most of the time, this is not intentional. We probably intend to spend time in God's Word and in prayer when we have the time. But sometimes, if we're honest, we, we just never seem to get round to it. But here, to the church in Ephesus, Jesus says to them, they've got things the wrong way around. That they've forgotten what their priorities are. You see, the church in Ephesus is, is doing all these great things, but Jesus is saying, well, what about your heart? What about your heart? You see, you had a passion for, for me once, of, once upon a time, but now that's gone. It's cooled. And Jesus says that they need to rediscover that warmth, that love for Him once more. Of course, this passage can apply to us in a couple of ways. Firstly, for us as individuals. The question is quite simple this morning. Do we love the Lord Jesus as we did at first? Do we love the Lord Jesus as we did at first? Now, this is if you are a Christian here this morning. If you're not a Christian here this morning, you need to understand that you need to put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus to have any understanding as to what I'm on about this morning. And come and speak to me after if that's the case. But if you are a Christian here today, maybe you look back in your life and you know there's been times when when you were really close to God or God seemed really close to you. Those times when you've been in God's word and it's been really exciting and it's, it's been alive. It's not just a dead book in front of you. There have been times when you, you spent time in prayer and as if God is there, He's in the room with you. Maybe you remember a time when you first came to faith in the Lord Jesus and it was exciting and awesome and wonderful and you just loved Him. And maybe you know this morning, as you come at the beginning of 2024, that maybe your heart's just not quite in that place. And you need to rediscover what your faith is once more. Now, sometimes the temptation is, well, I just need to work harder. I need to do more in the church family. And it's always good to do these things. But look at the church in Ephesus. They're doing the right things. But Jesus is almost saying to them, look, you're doing the right things. But remember me. Remember why you're doing it. Come back to the heart of worship, which is all about me. Do we love the Lord Jesus as we did it first? You see, we can come up with all the excuses in the world. But experience tells us, if you're a Christian here today, that when we put Jesus first when we honor Him above all others, when we make Jesus the priority, then we know life to the full. Is that not your experience this morning? If you're a Christian here today, when you put Jesus first, you experience life to the full. Now, that is not necessarily an easy, straightforward life. That is not as if God suddenly makes everything smooth in your life. Sometimes it becomes more difficult. But even in the midst of the difficulty, you know that God is there with you, sustaining you, watching over you, guiding you. You see, with all the challenges and busyness of life, it can be tempting to put off cultivating a relationship with Jesus, mistakenly putting other things first. You know, I'll think about Jesus, but I've got my family to deal with just now. I'll think about Jesus, but I'm really busy at work. But if you want to be the best man or woman, husband, wife, mother, father, auntie, uncle that you can be, then it is by putting Jesus first. Now, that seems so counterintuitive. To the world looking in, it cannot understand it. Because the world is all about, well, me, 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 put myself first, put my desires first, put what I want to do first. Whereas what does Jesus say? Jesus says, put me first. But the wonderful promise is this. Because what does Jesus say in the Gospels? He says, seek the kingdom first, and then everything else will follow on. That's a wonderful promise, isn't it? It's counterintuitive, but that's the reality. And so at the beginning of this new year, what better resolution than to say, no matter what, I'm going to put Jesus first. I'm going to make Him my priority. I am going to love Him. I'm going to rediscover my love for Him. Now, secondly this morning, we also have to remember that this church in Revelation is not written to an individual. It's written to a church. And at the beginning of a new year, it's important to heed what Jesus says to the church in Ephesus, that we as a church need to heed as well. And we need to sh- make sure that as a church, that love for Jesus is our priority. You see, Jesus also promises the church in Ephesus that if they repent, if they return to their first love, they will be rewarded. He promised them the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. And this is a reminder to us that if we keep our love for God at the forefront of our minds, we will be rewarded. So I want you to see this morning, the Revelation 2 verses 1 to 7 is a reminder to us that our relationship with God is the most important thing that we must always keep our love for Him at the forefront of our minds. And if we do this as individuals and as a church, we will be rewarded that everything else will fit into place. And at the end of time, all will be well. So throughout 2024, let's never forget that our relationship with God is the most important thing In our life. He has so loved us. That's why we're going to celebrate communion. In just a moment. Remembering all that God has done. That he sent his only begotten son. That whoever believes in him should not perish. But have everlasting life. Therefore. As God has loved us. Let us love Let's know Jesus and let's let our lives be transformed. Shall we just pray together? Let's pray. Loving Lord God, we recognize that as this time of year, many people make resolutions to try to improve their lives, and these can be good things. But Father, in the church and here as a church in West Cobright, and as individuals, we pray that we would make it our resolution this year to love you. And if we come before you this morning, Lord God, and we recognize that we've come become a bit cold towards you, that we have forsaken our first love, Father, help us to get on our knees, to repent. To put our faith and trust in the Lord Jesus once more. And Lord God, to continue to cultivate that relationship with you. Lord God, in many ways, in the busyness of modern day life, it can seem so counterintuitive to put you first. To put the things of the kingdom first. But Father, we thank you that when we do these things... Everything else will follow on behind. That doesn't necessarily mean that we will have a smooth and an easy life. But even in the midst of the difficult times, we will know your everlasting arms underpinning us, helping us, sustaining us, and guiding us through. And we do have that promise, Lord God, that one day Jesus will return in glory. That everything will be made new. Everything will be perfect once more. We thank you for the great gospel hope that we have in the Lord Jesus. So, Lord God, inspire us as individuals today. Keep us close to yourself. May we be a people who burn with a passion for you. And help us, Lord God, as a church family. Set us on fire by your Holy Spirit. Help us to burn brightly for you. And Lord God, as we know you, Lord Jesus, help us to make you known in our community for your glory that others might come into the kingdom of God. So Lord God, hear our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen.